0: Hey, welcome to the, uh, welcome to the seminar. Uh, this is Andrew Ackerman from Dreamit. We have our guests, uh, Phil Balderson and Josh Shoemaker. Uh, we are going to start in just about a minute here. Uh, while I, while we allow the participants to trickle in, uh, here's how we're going to do this. I'm going to ask them a couple of questions. They're going to answer them. The wisdom comes from them. The questions come from you.
1: Uh, I'm Philip Balderson. I'm the founder and CEO of Odin Properties. We are based in Philadelphia, but we uh, own and manage about 5,000 apartments uh, in the Delaware Valley, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware. And we're also in the Midwest. We are in uh, Memphis, Tennessee, St. Louis, Indianapolis, and Columbus, Ohio. Uh, I've been in the uh, residential real estate development, management, investment world for the last 15, 16 years. Um, of which uh, I have been running Odin properties for the last eight or nine. And uh, you, know, we're, you know we manage all of our own units ourselves. So we're very interested to see you know, how the business is gonna evolve over the next decade, two decades and uh, share
0: our ideas and experiences with you guys. Well, two decades, we're gonna do it in like five years. Like three years would be great. <laughs> awesome. Just 24 months, even better. We'll do the best we can. Twenty-four months is pushing it, but I'm doing my part. Josh, how about you?
2: So, Josh Shoemaker with uh, with, with Newmark Grub Knight Frank. We recently dropped the Grub. We're Newmark Knight Frank now. I'm the Southeast Regional Property Management guy. Uh, we are a, a national firm, international firm, with the Knight Frank. We manage over 210 million square feet of real estate, all third party. Manager. Uh, we, we are all commercial, so that's industrial retail office. No residential at this point, although through acquisition over the last 24 36 months, we have uh, amassed quite the uh, the stable of different companies like ARA, who Philip and I were talking about, um, technology companies like Amber F5. We'll, we'll talk about those guys later.
0: That's cool. Perfect. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump into a question for Philip. If you have uh, headphones that you can plug in, that would probably help with the, uh, the audio, because you are, you are fading in and out a little bit. Um, um, uh, I can try it. No, no, Philip, you're actually okay. It, it's, uh, it's Josh, uh, but you know, it's generally best practice if you can.
1: Uh, we're, okay. we're, we're old school. We'll probably work, Josh is probably working on a PC here
0: just like I am. Uh, uh, don't, don't mock the PC. I was using the PC until about uh, six months ago. Uh, okay, and by the way, in case it wasn't clear from Josh's intro, uh, uh up, uh, we'll just call it Newmark for, for sake of gravity, he's got offices in 15 cities, is that right? No, 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 we
2: are uh, offices in, uh, 400 offices globally, 119 nationally.
0: Okay, so I was off by a factor of 10 in North America, my bad. Uh, they have a very large office in New York as well, and it's a very nice office, so uh, Great. Let's jump right in. Uh, while, while Josh is looking for headphones or, or maybe just a, some way to get the speaker closer to him, uh, Phil, Sure. trends in the industry, what keeps you up at night and what gets you so jazzed in the morning?
1: Well, I think what gets me so jazzed in the morning is increased efficiency. So during the last 15 years that I've been in the business, you know, we've gone from handwriting leases to... Uh, doing that, of course, all electronically. We've gone from people showing up at the office, dropping off checks to electronic payments. Um, and we've gone from you know somebody making a phone call when they have a problem at the apartment to electronic work orders. Uh, that, that's what gets me excited. Uh, awesome, welcome that, to the 90s. Exactly, how, <laughs> how, that, how that process, and, and you know, as real estate people, as I'm sure you've probably found, we're sl- as slow as possible to adopt any potential yeah. changes.
0: Getting better,
1: getting better. It's been getting better, but especially the older people in the business that are that are in there, you know, that are kind of late middle age. Um, I think mm-hmm. you'll find they're extremely hesitant to adopt any new technologies. Yeah. We're, we're probably on the younger side and even we're hesitant to adopt new technologies. So I hear you. So efficiency, spending less time dealing with the things that will just eat up all of our time <clears throat> is what gets me really excited. And I think conversely, you know, what, what keeps me worried is, uh, you know, is the flip side of that coin—things that continue to go wrong, waste, uh, waste in, in many different areas, whether it's HR or you know, physical energy waste, things, things like that.
0: Awesome. So, Josh, uh, what about you? Same question. So, what, what are the trends in the industry that uh, most worry you? Kind of macro level. Like these are the things that we worry about our business—you know, dropping twenty-five percent the cost of. And conversely, what are the trends that make you most optimistic?
2: Can you hear me better now? With
0: the- a little better, I'll um, I'll just tap over here if I'm having trouble hearing you.
2: Got it. Okay, good. So trends in the commercial property management, and, you know, obviously technology, um, and I think that's what we're talking about today. But but then also self-management, right? So so companies like Highwoods and, and Piedmont and Parkway have amassed these huge of real estate and they've decided to manage them themselves. So it's it kind of hurting our industry in the, in the third-party feed management world. Uh, and, and to keep up with those guys or to, you know, a lot of times we're, we're, we're finding that we're having to trim fees or cut fees um, just to be able to compete with, with the smaller local
0: firms, right? So what, what keeps you up at night is guys like Phil well, who manage yeah. their own.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: You gotta bring value. You gotta bring value.
0: That is you know?
2: true. That is true. Cool. Um, you know so, so some of the things that, that you know you, you talk about the trends it's in the commercial world it's it's all industrial right now with companies like Amazon just buying these huge, huge portfolios of these huge pieces of dirt to, to build these warehouses. <laughs> Everybody's competing for that that space and that business. Retail, you know, we're seeing decline. And, and with the online e-procurement, it's, it's tough to have that bricks-and-mortar store anymore. Mm-hmm.
0: So Correct. secular trends to actually needing less space.
2: Correct. You know,
0: companies
2: uh, like WeWork, which I know you're familiar with in New York. They're, they're, they're growing everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're currently managing in New York the WeWork space. We're managing uh, some stuff in Denver. Called industry, which is, uh, up and coming. Um, you know, collaborative space, open space where you know, of eighty square feet as opposed
0: to, to buying. You know, up sorry, I lost you entirely on that last sentence. Yeah. So,
2: <clears throat> you know, collaborative space.
0: Oh yeah, because then the relationship becomes between the the we work and the end customer, and you know, you you just deal with them, That's right? If at all. Sweet. Okay, so I just uh, Nishant, Jeff. I see your questions in the chat area. We're going to get to them a little later in the call. Everyone else that's on, if you want to add questions, it's the chat button at the bottom. That's the last time I'm going to repeat myself. I think we've everyone who came in has come in. Uh, okay, so let's actually let's keep going with you, uh, uh, Josh, just because we have you on here. Um, what are the key performance metrics that you use to you know, to assess yourself? And I'll tell you the reason I ask here is I keep telling. Uh, companies that are, if they want to sell to any customer you got to understand what makes not just the company as a whole but the very person they're talking to what gets him promoted or what gets her rates because uh, if you want to know a pain point uh, and, and you're not hitting that metric it's probably not a pain point so what are the kind of things that gets you promoted to the next level
2: so customer satisfaction has to be the, the, the number one right? so how do you measure that we measure that in various ways. So, you know, we, we, we track our inbound calls to the call center. We track our monthly reports uh, being done on time, the budget economically and financially uh, the tenant satisfaction. Were you happy with the, the, the way you were treated when you logged your work order? Were you uh, satisfied with the speed of service? You know, it, it was the technician friendly and nice. And, and so, you know, from a, from a customer standpoint as a tenant, it's all about the customer service and, and the time.
0: What, what systems do you use to track things like the tenant-facing satisfaction?
2: So we use, we, we primarily Angus
0: Anywhere is a software we use. Of 45 mm-hmm. million square feet of our 200 is on Angus. But we, we, we have building engines and Facility360, all of which you know, have the reporting capability to be able to track those, in frankly, API we use. Great. Uh, and beyond yeah. the ones that you just mentioned, are there any other? I mean, I assume renewal rate is a, is a big deal. Sure. What else? Uh, are there any other top level metrics? Like, you know, the first things out of your manager's mouth and your, your annual assessment are, you know, gee, Josh, you really killed it on. Complete yeah. that sentence. NOI. Spell that out for the other people on the call, please. So, so
2: you know, as you invest in a commercial real estate, a piece of commercial real estate, you're, you're not buying, typically, you're not buying the bricks and mortar of the building, you're buying the rent roll. Mm-hmm. And so as, 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 as you crack that NOI over the period of your hold, that's what we, It's our job to increase that. or you know, At a minimum, make sure it's stable and, and, and stays where it needs to be. And NOI,
0: net operating income. Net
2: operating income.
0: Okay. I just wanted to spell it out in case there's some people scratching their heads or Googling it yeah. in the background. Uh, okay, let me flip it over to Phil here. Uh, from your perspective, are you tracking against the same things or is it slightly different given, uh, you know, where you sit in the in the value chain?
1: I, I would say slightly different. Um, we primarily use Yardi to track our work orders. And, um, you know, I would say we're maybe less concerned than commercial landlords with, um, tenant satisfaction, and more concerned with expense efficiency. Uh, wow. That's really, you know, our, our key metrics are, you know, what are our operating expenses um, for this building or this portfolio um, and how that breaks down and how that relates to uh, other, you know, standards that we have across the portfolio.
0: So you're a hero if you could bring expenses down, but not at the expense, sorry, no pun intended, uh, you know, critical things like maintenance and other.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously we want to, we need to maintain the same level of service, Mm -hmm. but of course we're looking for opportunities to reduce expenses Fantastic. however we can.
0: A quick tangent here, Uh, Yardi versus Angus, is this really a residential versus commercial decision or are there other factors into, you know, why you chose Yardi?
1: I don't know that, I think Yardi's in terms of residential is probably a better product. We actually, we have some commercial properties that we don't use Yardi for. Mm-hmm. We actually run those on Appfolio.
0: Got it, very cool. So uh, if I don't come back to this later, in the, uh, later in, the, in the broadcast, I'd like to get some of your thoughts on startups and, and how critical it is for them to be on the RD API or, or must how not be. critical. They must be. They must be okay. Then I don't need to come back
1: to it. Yeah, I would say you know um, we're not looking for multiple software solutions. We're not looking to have multiple contacts and multiple having multiple different programs. We're already doing too much of that. We are looking for solutions that tie into each other. So you know when we're talking about electronic payments and we're talking about electronic work orders, we're talking about all that. Stuff, all that, even if it's done by a third party provider, must tie back seamlessly into already. Otherwise we're not interested. If it's a little nicer, but it doesn't tie back into Yardi or a little cheaper, but it doesn't tie back into Yardi, yeah. we're not interested.
0: Got to be a quantum level improvement.
1: It, it, That's it would problem. have to be night and day yeah. because we're not going to, we don't want to complicate our lives
0: and we want to keep things as simple. Well, Josh, you're, you're nodding. I don't know if uh, Angus has an API, do they?
2: So they don't and 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 you know phil brings a great point we use yardy and we're starting to use yardy more and more because we do use yardy and mri on the accounting side so the accounting and the work order system and it the ability to integrate is gold and and so you know i i think just as phil said we'll, we'll see that that paradigm shift to yardy uh they just purchased what was it phil the the work order system that yardy owns now was a standalone, and, and so now that they they own them in house, we've we've actually had them at leadership meetings to present to our group,
0: and and, and we're, we're using it, whatever it is.
2: We're we're slowly jumping in bed.
0: Yeah. Was it was it was that uh, Prolix? Nope. No, that was for energy. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, it'll 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 come, it'll come to us later.
1: I, I view you already, it's it's already handling for us our our back office just like um, it is for them. But you know, I almost view it as. Like a Windows, eventually we're going to be—that's going to be our operating system here, and we're going to be using—we're going to be using software that kind of ties ties up into it and runs over.
2: It. We use Yardy uh, Marketplace, which is formerly stuff for our e procurement.
1: So do we, we, don't we. Have
2: all without going through Yardy?
0: Yep. Okay. Cool. Uh, maybe we'll come back a little bit more to that, depending on the questions that come at the end. But let's let's kind of keep it going. And by the way, if anyone in the audience. Remembers which uh, which acquisition we're talking to. Just throw it into the chat because it's going to bother me until I figure that out. Uh, let's keep going with you, Josh. Uh, let's let's say hypothetically, uh, you know, your boss were to come in there and say, "We really need to increase our sales twenty percent this year." So, what are the biggest barriers uh, to you to actually jump like that?
2: You know, it, it, Andrew, it's it's qualified staff. Um, you know, and and I don't know how you. Uh how you solve for that technology wise, but it's the way we make money in property management is is to expand that portfolio for the property manager or his or her team. And so if, if I'm stuck in the old ages, managing two buildings with a team of three, instead of managing 10 buildings with that same team, our margins aren't where they need to be. You know, and so it, I need, we need to solve for the
0: efficiency problem, and, and Let me let me dig a little deeper on that. So, you know, you're you're constrained with your ability to staff up to handle more business. Now, is the issue that uh, is the issue that it's hard for you to get the kinds of people you need at the prices you're able to pay given the market, or is it uh, something else that's the bottleneck?
2: Well, I, I think it's both, right? I mean, it, it's it's so it's such a competitive market now that 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 uh, it's tough to find the good qualified staff for for the fees that we generate, right? And so, in order to do that, you have to throw more work on them, and as you do that, then you overwork them, and and they're they, they're not as efficient. So that's where I think technology plays into this. It, if, if we can implement a work order system that prevents her from sitting on the phone six hours a day, talking to tenants about HVAC problems, we can automate that. She can focus on the you know, other other properties
0: or growing the portfolio. Everybody okay. has to do more. So the idea there is uh, you just need to squeeze more work, less staff. It's, it's an expense issue. So it's margins driving that all the way down. And, and headcount is a large part of your expenses, so that's why it's top of mind.
1: Yeah, I, I also, our business is highly cyclical. Um, where we are in the cycle right now, uh, after, you know, an expansion of eight years or so or nine years, um, yeah, the, the competition for talent is fierce. Got it. Both, both on the management side and, you know, um, even guys that are, you know, doing physical work at the properties. It's, cool. it's so let, you, let me open it up a little bit I
0: want to I ask a little bit more of an open ended question uh, and we may have answered it already but I, I'm going to try asking it this way anyway in case it uh, sparks something good so I'm going I'm to give you a sentence I want you to kind of complete the sentence for me um, if I found a startup that could do blank I would partner with them in a heartbeat so Phil you have the con. why don't you uh, why don't you put in you can, multiple answers are good too
1: Sure, sure. No. Um, In keeping with with what I said before, if I found a startup that could understand uh, and quantify the expenses um, involved with operating uh, multifamily property, really A to Z, um, and provide me great metrics on those, I, I would partner with them. The start. Now, is it just
0: the metrics, or, or do you need the, the analytics? Like, the idea, like, it's, I know what my numbers are, but I don't know why my numbers are and what to do about it.
1: I mean, I think we know what our numbers are. Uh, obviously, we're dealing with uh, a lot of data. Mm-hmm. So to kind of sift through it and, and say, okay, this is, this is what we need to change. This is why in these geog- geographies and all that stuff. And I think that product would be, you know, if you can imagine all the the national owners mm-hmm. and of real estate, I think that would be, would, would okay.
0: catch on like wildfire. Well, so cycle up with me offline. There are a couple of companies that we looked at that uh, might be interesting to you. Uh, uh, we had actually, Kate Lemo uh, has a question that's relevant to here, so let me throw it in right now. Her question was uh, rentalytics. Have you looked at them? Do they do what you need, and if not, like just maybe if you tell us where the gap is, that'll give us a better idea of what we're really the, the pain point is.
1: Uh, I have not looked at it up.
0: Okay, so we learned that. Great, you have a lead, Phil. It was worth it was worth your time already. Sure. Cool, um, Josh. What about you? If you found a startup that could do X, you would partner with them in a second. I, I
2: think two things, uh, Andrew. It's 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 creating efficiencies for the staff to be able to do more with less. And it's really, it's risk mitigation in the third party fee management. You know, you, you start to look at, if we manage the building for a year and make $10,000 on management fees, but we forget or our manager forgets to get the, the generator serviced and it fails. We've, we've just lost that, that entire fee for the year or, Mm -hmm. Tell stories for days in, in New York City, where, where power is deregulated. The contract uh, was up. We had some turnover. Uh, the property manager, whose name was on the old power contract, was not. You know, was no longer with us. So the the broker couldn't contact anyone. We immediately failed to the street rate, which is 30 percent higher than what we were contracted with. The client finds out about it. We we now manage the building for free for the next two years just to burn that off. So Got it's it. mitigation. We don't make enough money to take on that kind of risk. If, if it's a hurricane plan, if it's a fire
0: life safety plan, if it, you know anything that helps us get out of jail free. Got uh, it. So guardrails. Guardrails are, are right. on top. Yeah, of but it.
1: also also what I think I'm hearing, which ties into uh, efficiency, is some kind of task management system for on-site staff that will help them be more efficient and make sure they don't miss anything like that.
0: Right, right. You know, Well, Josh, fortunately we got one like that for you, but I'll, I'll talk my book when we're offline. Got it. Um, this is interesting. Neither of you, uh, and in particular not you, Josh, neither of you talked about being able to upsell additional services to your customers. Um, is that not top of mind or is that... Uh, Uh, just, oh, I should have thought about that too. Like in your position, are there startups where you're like, well, if we could do X for our our customers instead of just referring them to someone else who does it, that would be a new line of business, a new profit center for us. So so
2: we acquired a company called Hammerx. Uh, They were one of the largest uh, utility brokers in deregulated markets. They're now part of our firm. Uh, CFI out of Detroit, Michigan. Is a tech company uh, really appealing to the facility management group? Um, you know, so, so we we are getting there slowly but surely to be able to offer those services in house as opposed to partnering with with third parties to bring them in. But uh, you know we, we work we work all across the portfolio with groups like Mock Energy, um, Core Tech, uh-huh. um, BTS. You know from a you know, a a leasing and stacking plan. We we do upsell to to that to a degree, Andrew, but probably Mm -hmm. not as much as we
0: should. Interesting. So here's just to give you a look ahead for the next uh, 35 minutes. So I'm going to ask you a couple more questions about uh, how startups should approach your organizations. We'll do that for another five or ten minutes and I'm going to turn to the questions from the audience. That work for you guys? Sure. Perfect. So um, let, let's talk about the mechanics. So uh, I'm sure you know. Let me turn this into a form of a question. Uh, do you get regular? Do you get approached by startups on a regular basis, or you know, are you basically just starving for them to knock on your door? How's that for a loaded question?
2: I, I you know what? I, I'm not. But again, I'm not the day-to-day property manager. I, I run the region. I, what I do get a lot of is is just blind emails, you know, and 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 so.
0: From startups or just from random whack jobs?
2: From both. From (laughs) all points in between, you know. But we're all busy, so I, I, I'd be lying if I said I read them all and then deleted them. So Mm -hmm. that's probably not the best approach. But um, you know, usually it's at trade events or industry like a Boma or or Mm -hmm. a nice SD conference where I'm there. Just like the startups are, you know, they're they're trying to capture me. I'm trying to capture clients. So uh, it's tough.
0: But as a, general, uh, as a general rule, you are at least arguably one of the people they should be reaching out to. They just need to be better about how they do it.
1: Right.
0: Well, Correct. Phil, same for you.
1: I don't want them to reach out to me. Okay.
0: Um, That's fine. It, it only hurt works if you're brutally honest here. So how no, think, would be a better way for them to get I, to I, I
1: think. I think, I mean, what's tough for them is to find the right person to reach out to. So... Mm-hmm. For a, a financial product, that would be our, you know, CFO controller. Um, for a, a management product, that would be either our management personnel in the field mm-hmm. or our regional managers. Um, they usually, if they if they reach out to me, I mean I, I do, you know, I think I get a lot of people, you know, just like Josh said, that will shoot me an email or call me, but there's no way that I could find the time to deal with all that, all mm-hmm. those inquiries. So usually if we're going to adopt something, it's because someone else has referred them to me. So then I'll meet with them and then we'll kind of figure
0: out if it makes sense. It's really interesting. Like two very contrasting approaches. You know, on Josh's side, it sounds a little bit more like, great, if they come to me in the right venue, uh, I will uh, I want to talk to him and then presumably putting in touch with the right people within the organization to run with it. And you feel, by and large, preferred if they reached out to like, the functional people, and then if they like it, they'll bubble it up to you. Exactly right. Exactly but, you know, right. warm intros, you might, you might take the quick call before forwarding it on. Exactly right. Okay, cool. And I, and I suspect that's a, um, by and large, in the industry, that's a personal preference thing. Uh, would you say that's probably correct?
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean we we have a national operations manager that, that would probably be the more appropriate person to to, to push this into. But mm-hmm. folks are always welcome to meet the, the, the local property managers. They're the ones that are you know, I I am not a fan of a of a corporate top down cram down. I, I think that if the manager uses it and has mm-hmm. success and brings it back to the corporate office, then we can roll it out on a more regional or national
0: based. So even from your perspective, a a local or a regional up approach is going to be easier just in terms of buy-in. Yeah. So actually that leads to a really good question. So uh, for a local or regional approach, what does the initial pilot generally look like? I mean, in terms of uh, how long it takes to to get that set up, how long it typically runs to gather the data you need to make a good case for the one level up. And also just in terms of like dollar-wise, are there certain like, hey, you know, if it's below X, it's easy for us to do. If it's above Y dollars, it's hard for us to do. Um, Well, Phil, I'm looking right at you. What about you?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I don't think there's, for us, it's not a dollar amount really. It's how compelling a story is it. You know, Um, if it's incredibly compelling, we're going to move as fast as we can to get it adopted. So um, I, I, as fast as
0: we can, typically, what is tomorrow. this fast? Tomorrow, really, very nice. Why not?
1: Why not? I mean, we're, okay. we're, that's you know, we're we're an entrepreneurial firm. We can move fairly quickly. You know, um, we 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 pride ourselves in making quick decisions. Um, some other things that are a little less compelling, maybe we'll put it into operation at one small site, mm-hmm. see how it works, and if it works great, then we'll we'll grow it. Um, And how
0: how long would that single pilot, single space pilot generally, and I don't know, broad ranges are
1: good. I'm I'm thinking a couple months. Uh, Just long enough for us to really understand whether or not it's working. Understood. You know, it could be, it could, yeah, I I would say a couple months is probably right because we're, you know, we're looking at expenses on a monthly basis. Um, we We don't usually drill down further than that. I don't know if Josh drills down further than that, but usually for us, like that's our kind of minimum, um, time period where we could look at an expense. So we want to get a couple of those months um, of, of time to monitor.
0: Sweet. Josh, what about you? Uh, you got a little bit of a more hierarchical organization, so I'm guessing it might be a little slower. Well, it,
2: it, you know, I, I like Philip's comment. We, we, we pride ourselves on being that entrepreneurial, you know, nimble firm. And that's how we compete in our space with the big CBREs and JLLs and those. But, uh, but you're absolutely right. I mean, if it becomes a corporate expense to roll out a piece of software or, or, or new technology, then, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's got to run the red tape. And and it's typically a quarter, if not six months worth of data that I can then present to the CFO to, to get that check cut. But, you know, if we're talking technology at the property level. hang
0: on, At the corporate level, is there a dollar amount that usually says, like, oh, that's got to go through corporate. It's over 100000 or over $50,000.
2: It's over five thousand.
0: Oh, okay. So for you, if you want a quick pilot done without having to deal with corporate, it's got to be forty nine ninety five.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, and and we, we would typically look at, at. I would partner with a startup. I don't. We don't want to be bleeding edge. We we want to be cutting edge. Okay. But you have to understand in the fee in the fee world, right? The fee mm-hmm. managers don't own our properties. We. Uh, we we work for the owner, and for me to go to that owner and make a recommendation to to a write a check and b take a chance on mm-hmm. someone I barely know that's tough, you know. So I I think we we you know if it's cost neutral then then it, it, it's easy. You're going to do something, that's months, and, and I'm spending that same money for a quarter or six months. We can absolutely make the argument. Is the
0: five thousand per quarter or per year?
2: It's for it's one-time transaction.
0: One-time transaction. Okay. Well, that's great. And by the way, you raised a great point. Right? Sometimes uh, the new marks of the world aren't the end customer. They're a channel partner to uh, the buildings that they work with. And in that case, is, it's your reputation that's on the line. So it better damn well be solid. That's right. Cool. Let's turn over. Uh, I promised I would go to some of the questions from the audience. So let's uh, go in roughly in the order they came in. Uh, so Nishant uh, says, uh, we sell smart home technology. It's very friendly to the quote unquote smart apartments. in uh, specifically, they automate HVAC uh, to increase energy efficiency. What would be the best way to approach uh, your organizations? Uh, and Philip, specifically with the, you are hesitant to adopt new technologies in mind. So why don't you start and Josh, if it's a different approach into Newmark, you'll chime in.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's complicated because um, you, you got to figure out who your customer is. Who's going to be saving the money? Um, if it's a smart home technology, is it, something, is it somebody that's selling a home, uh, like like a big home builder? Um, and then if it is, then their buyer has to see the value in yeah. your product. And if you don't have a, a, a well-developed brand, it's going to be very difficult um, for you to sell that product because the home builder is going to say, you know, why am I buying it if, you know, my buyer doesn't even know kind of what it is. Oh, that's a great
0: point, So In many of these cases, you think, oh, we save a lot of energy, but the developers, in their mindset, it's just like, can I get a higher price per square foot with unfortunately, this or
1: Unfortunately, we're business people and we yeah. kind of have to watch the bottom line. So, you know, in, in my example... I would be developing an apartment building that had 100 apartments, let's say. Mm-hmm. However, you know, th- those 100 apartments will have separate HVAC units, and the, the amount they run will be the responsibility of the tenants. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in that case, it may be better mm-hmm. for the proprietor of that software to partner with a apartments.com so mm-hmm. they can target the renters of those systems and try to kind of figure out, okay, how do I build my brand, and then how does that become something that someone Got needs it. to
0: because they, they're saving the money for the renters, but it's not yeah, a direct I mean, enough I mean, linkage that you can rent like me. for more.
1: Yeah, for somebody that's like me, it's like the only reason I would put it in is if that, that brand would differentiate my product from somebody else's. Well,
0: Josh, same answer. Ditto is acceptable or no, I couldn't disagree with you more. It would also be kind of interesting. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, same answer, right? I
2: mean, and I, I'm not even sure the technology would apply in the, in the commercial industry. Mm.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. Um, okay, uh, we talked about the next one, uh, I believe so, so a uh, question from Kate, uh, curious what kind of software do you use for a background uh, or credit checks uh, slash, uh, and rent payments as well? Uh, this is, I guess, more on the renter side, and she also has a follow-up with thoughts on self-showings.
1: Um, so we use NTN, uh, National Tenant Network, for a lot of our uh, background checks
0: and, and they're I believe they're the industry standard right it's with the yeah, largest
1: there's, there's a couple big ones um, yeah. but they're, they're big um, yeah. and then we use rentpayment.com for our rent payments we have our own separate portal mm-hmm. that ties again rentpayment.com ties directly into Yardi so when someone makes a payment it will actually post on that tenant's ledger in Yardi mm-hmm. so there's literally no accounting that has to be done it's terrific nice. um, We like no, no accounting on the front end which is why and, and, the, and the costs are low which is, which is two things that we like to hear. So we got, we got pretty excited about that. We've rolled that out immediately throughout uh, you know, every property that we own. Um, and uh, uh, thoughts on self-showings. Um, uh, I guess there's two, uh, there's, there's two parts to that. Uh, the first part would be a self-showing online. So where you know, a tenant could view the apartment online in kind of a virtual world. I think that that's the way the industry is moving. Um, the industry is moving towards, okay, you're a renter, you know, you can look at, you can go on apartments.com again, you know, that's kind of become the giant in the industry. Yeah. You can go on a website, look at 10 apartments there, and you don't have to schedule 10 showings. You could pick two or three, yeah. say, the other seven are, forget it. These two or three are maybe something I want to go check out, so I'll go and check those out. Um, and then, so then the second part of the question is self-showings in person, um, I think it's doable. It's very, you know, it's a function of technology. We talked about efficiency throughout, you know, mm-hmm. the program. To the extent that somebody can show up with a smartphone, um, gain access, you know, we, we know who they are, yeah, um, and they know who we are. We have some authentication, you know, authentication there. Um, they can show up at the building. They can gain access to the building. They can go to the unit. There's an electronic lock there. They can get access to the unit. They can look around. They can leave. And if there's an issue, we can kind of make sure that we catch, catch up with them, um, we're, we're, we're all for it. I think that's, we're not doing it now, but I think um, 100% the, the industry is moving in that direction.
0: And before I ask Josh, I have some questions that's for right. Josh on the, on the commercial side. Uh, you touched on one of the future other questions was about uh, what VR assets are you looking at or planning to use, if any?
1: I think um, we're, we're looking at a bunch of them. We haven't been incredibly excited by the value that we've seen in them at this point, Um, but I
0: think it's still early. Um, And I think- Drilling just a a little deeper, what parts weren't as valuable? What were they missing? If you could put your finger
1: on it. I think it was expensive. Um,
0: that's that's an issue.
1: I think it was expensive. Um, When I say value, I I just, we didn't think the cost benefit was really there at this minute, Mm -hmm. Uh, but we think it will evolve. Uh, they, it. and it's it so rapidly moving anyway i mean this didn't exist two three years ago at all and now you're starting to see it kind of creep in i think new york city where you know rents are high so as a percentage of the rent you know the the cost to do the vr will be low i think that new york city san francisco mm-hmm. those will be the markets you'll see it really start to gain adoption and then as the prices come down it'll trickle down to austin dc Philadelphia, Boston, Dallas, L.A., you know, I mean, the, the kind of secondary markets. Cool.
0: So let me back into the original one. Like Kate's question was very much uh, uh, renter-focused or, you know, uh, family residential. But on the commercial side, and you have similar problems writ larger, you know, good guy guarantees, uh, you know, security deposits. And I've seen some interesting companies that are actually changing those things into financial products among you know, other things. Are you looking at any of those startups? Uh, do any of them really excite you, or are they kind of beside the point? I, I, you know, I, I, that's, it's a good
2: question. It's, it's a great question. I, I think the uh, our accounting group, we have national accounting hubs in Pittsburgh and Chicago. They're the groups that would be talking to those startups.
0: So guys like Jetty and the guarantors, they would go through the national, uh, but that's something that's of interest. It's on They're, corporate's radar. Yep. What are the top of uh, top events from your perspective? that startups should really get their butts to.
2: Absolutely. The, the annual BOMA International Conference, because you're, you know, you take a booth, buy a booth. You're, you're Can you just say the
0: name of the conference again? Keep it out.
2: BOMA, B-O-M-A. That's the Building Owners and Managers Association.
0: And Got it. To me, it's a feeding frenzy, right? Because everybody, the who's who in our industry is always there. And mm-hmm. if you have the, the, the means with which to, to rent a
2: booth, and show off your product, that's where you want to be. I think if, you're, if your product is more driven towards the retail sector, you need to be at the ICSC event in Vegas every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the International Shopping Center. Um, we have about three national meetings a year in various locations, and we'll have a sponsor for these meetings just to help us, you know, contain our costs. And there's probably 25, 30 people in our leadership group that will meet uh, two days, two nights, dinners, hotels, flights and so they as you can imagine you know they, they, those rack up so we'll yeah. bring in a sponsor or two and, uh, and and give them 30 40 minutes an hour and then they can hang out with us at dinner and, and that sort of thing. So to me that's that, instead of beating on 30 different doors you're shooting fish in a barrel so that that's, yeah. to me, yeah. that's so yeah. if the startups
0: at the uh, at the stage where they could co sponsor something with Newmark, that's an opportunity. Just so uh, I'm sure they're going to ask, you know, what does uh, what does that 30 second slot cost them in terms of a sponsorship?
2: I mean, we've 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 done it for five thousand dollars. We've had we we've had a national elevator group give us ten thousand
0: so, dollars. Okay, so that's yeah. actually within the reach of a of a post seed, certainly an A round startup. Well, Josh, I caught you nodding before you were agreeing about uh, was ICS conference, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, oh no. Uh I think I'm sorry, Philip, I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: know ICSE is like, you know, the Mecca of retail um investors and for multifamily, it's the National Multi Housing Conference, which is uh in January. National Multi Housing Conference. Yeah, so so that's like FOMA for multifamily landlords. I mean, every large multifamily landlord in the country is gonna be there. If you wanna sell something to to anybody that owns and manages apartments. You gotta be there.
0: Have awesome, to. great. Uh, let's keep going here. Uh, next question was okay, got it on HVAC, but what about smart locks? Um, so, is a smart lock a? Do you sell that to a renter? Or do you sell that to the building itself? And you know, thoughts on it makes rekeying easier for maintenance purposes and things like that. That's to you, Phil, because yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you, you mentioned you it know, when you were talking about self-showing
1: in all our new product, we're doing it
0: so, uh, so it's, it's at the developer stage, even,
1: yeah, yeah, we're doing it, we're building it. Um, in terms of like switching out every lock we have in an existing asset,
0: yeah,
1: um, we're not going to do that, um, quite yet, just because again, I think it's a question of uh, it's a question of, of cost-benefit analysis, um, but for everything new we're building, we're doing smart locks. And, you know, um, for us, our renters pay what they pay. You know, mm-hmm. this is what the apartment's worth. That's what they're going to pay. So it's not a, a function of, of passing along the cost to them. It's, it's more of just a function of, okay, it's going to be more convenient. They're going to want to stay there. They're going to want to live there. It's something that if we're putting a lock in anyway,
0: we're, we're going to provide Got it. So if it's a retrofit, would it usually be when the lease turns over to a new tenant?
1: Yeah, I mean, when the lease turns over, you could do it, but then, of course, you end up with a situation where you have certain units that have it, certain units that don't, which is complicated. So you do um, it on a building
0: uh, level. You would generally. want to do
1: it. You would want to probably do the whole building at once, because um, otherwise, it would get so complicated. You have to figure out, you know, like which units you have and which units you don't. Understood. But I, you know, what? I see. I do see that happening, um, especially as. Kind of older, as people are spending a lot of money to bring older product really up to a luxury standard, we're going to do that. And if we did that, we would do a, a smart locks there.
0: Awesome. And just out of curiosity, are, what companies are you using? Guys like Kigo or Igloo Home or someone else? We are using Kigo. Okay, cool. I like Kigo, even though Igloo Home is one of ours. Yeah, I
1: got it on my office door right now.
0: Yeah. Cool. Um, Josh, what about you? It's very different on the commercial space, uh, but I, I'm going to we were in New York, we're out of a co working space called No hotel and they use Kissy. So, relevant to you? Are you seeing a lot of that, or not so much?
2: Not, not, not at all, in fact. Uh, I, I have not. And I cover a, a large region geographically in the country, and I'm not
0: aware of, of any of our problems. It'll been, come, Josh. It'll come. I know,
2: I know.
0: So, Josh, can I tell you about Igloo Home?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> They're one of ours. I'll tell you about it later when I'm in Tampa, but they, they, uh, they're worth looking at. And Kigo is great, too, in, in, all, in all fairness. It's a great solution. Uh, okay, let's keep it moving along. Uh, interesting question here. On the residential side, walk me through the maintenance and repair resolution process. So when a, pay, when a tenant, you know, quote-unquote calls you or emails you or pings you on the app uh, with, like, I don't know, my tub is clogged, uh, how does that work? What parts of it are extremely painful to you?
1: Sure. Sure. So the way let me, let me tell you the way that it should work first. Okay, great. The way that it should work is yes, the tenant will either go into a portal of some kind, whether it's on their phone or on the computer, they will type in the issue they're having. Then that will generate a work order that will show up in Yardi that will get shot off to a maintenance man. They will again, show up on their phone. They'll go, they'll fix the issue. They'll close that work order out. That will close the work order out in and then that will generate a message to the to the tenant saying that work order has been closed. And the tenant kind of will have to confirm, okay, that that's done, or no, that issue is not not actually corrected. You need to come back out and fix it, and that can, process will continue until it's done. That's the way it should work, you know. Um, we don't. And now,
0: now let's talk about the real world.
1: Sure. So <laughs> the real world um, we're, um, for for large institutional quality assets, and we have some of those. That's the way it does work, more or less. Mm -hmm. Um, For less institutional quality assets, also where you have kind of maybe older people or people that are not as sophisticated, you know, know, they'll still uh, call the management office and say, we have a problem, at which point the manager will physically input a work order into um, Yardi. Um, What would be interesting, um, now that I'm thinking about it, would be something that would be automated that could actually input that work order into yardi based on a phone call it would be a really simple app that we would buy tomorrow um, mm-hmm. to keep the manager out of that, that would that would then input it into Yardy, in which point it would be kind of back to our system. And then um, in that case, the ma- the maintenance person would close it out. And then um, that, that automated telephone system would give the person a call back to confirm mm-hmm. the time. And then that's how the process, that's how the feedback work, uh, feedback loop would work. Understood, Josh. From your
0: perspective,
2: yeah. No, so it's 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 very similar from our perspective. Uh, I mentioned Angus before, so the way that works is, is we, we can load an app on our iPhone. The, the tenants have a login, and uh, usually it's associated when they sit down at their desk. It's a single sign-on. So as they get into their computer, they're already up on Angus. It's a favorite. Mm-hmm. You know, point-and-click, for four drop-downs. Uh, you know, I'm too hot, I'm too cold, there's water leaking. Whatever the case may be, it's submit. And, and as that work order funnels its way through the, 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 the wire into the appropriate either vendor or maintenance person or property manager, if, if they don't accept it within a certain allotted time, it gets escalated up the chain. Uh, then when it's done, they close it out all via the, the, mm-hmm. the
0: phone. And so that's, uh, like Phil said, that's, that's that's the way it should work.
2: But uh, oftentimes you're there to do one project and you're grabbed on the way there or on the way back. And so the inefficiency comes out of, you know, hey, Billy, while you're here, can
0: you do this, this, and this also? And then Billy has to go back and tell the manager. There's that's something right. that the, the field staff can use to update that on the fly to open new tickets, close tickets. Sure, sure. Got it. Okay, so I'm going to warn you guys, somebody started sprinkling the startup dust uh, and they, they want, here's the question, get ready for the word. Um, do you see any opportunities for blockchain in your business? So, uh, Josh, you're looking at me with either you've just frozen up or like, you're like no, I have no idea how blockchain is going to help me. I
2: don't. Uh,
0: no, I what about you, Phil?
1: I, I don't even know what you really mean by that. Like okay. cri- cryptocurrency are you talking
0: about? Yeah, so the idea behind uh, the cryptocurrencies like, uh, like Bitcoin obviously are one application of blockchain, but what it really is is a, a peer-to-peer uh, method for making sure that everybody knows whose own owns what indisputably without having a central organization having to manage it. Uh, so I've seen, I've seen it uh, proposed for things like title searches where sometimes you really have to go on a, uh, like a detective case to figure out who owns title or for mortgage servicing. Okay. But you know what the difference is between too early and wrong? You're a step ahead of us. Yeah. So that's too early for you guys. And what is
1: building managers here?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I like to joke and I wish I could remember who told me this. Uh, He goes, you know what the difference is between too early and wrong? Not a damn thing. So, Give, give them give them another year to come up to speed on blockchain, or at least be prepared to give them very concrete I use cases.
1: So, I would say that's your job to figure out what the good applications are yeah. and bring it to us. We'll buy it.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, uh for, for the record, none of my eight companies who are in the program right now uh, are based on blockchain, but not because we purposely chose not to, just because we hadn't found the other right use cases yet. Cool. Uh, let me just scan through the questions real quick, because I do have one question I want to answer on, and on, uh, and I want to make sure though I've asked everybody else's stuff. Um, oh, one other question here, just in general on the value of brokers, um, are brokers on their way out or do they still uh, provide you with a valuable service and you want them in the process? Is that to me? That's to both of you, but you're smiling, so you get it. Uh, no, I mean, uh, obviously jo- uh, Josh uh,
1: you know, works for a very large uh, outfit that has a lot of brokers and does a ton of brokerage business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I hate to say it, but no, I mean, I think that that business is getting commoditized a little bit. Um, and I think it will start where it's easiest, which is on the residential sales side. So you're already seeing startups come in and say, okay, like, you know, why does this person need to be paid a humongous amount of money to sell a house? It's absurd. Mm-hmm. Um, that Those, those, those margins will creep down, um, and then eventually it, it will uh, um, it will bleed into the, the big businesses like some of uh, Josh's um, contemporaries that sell large apartment buildings and other investment sales products. I think eventually, you know, that will be a little more commoditized. And as Josh talked about, you'll just have like one guy that will be selling buildings in like 18 states, um, and most of it will be electronic. And to the extent they need a tiny little bit of, of somebody there, that person will do it. But that the, the human world there is shrinking in the, the, uh, you know, automated world there is growing.
0: Josh, what about you? Is that the kind of thing that keeps you up at night?
2: Look, he's right. It, it, it does keep us up at night because 90% of our company's revenue is driven out of transactions and brokerage property management. Oftentimes is an afterthought or it's, it's thought of as a necessary mm-hmm. to, to bring in that reoccurring revenue. But um uh, you know, I, I think that, look, the world's a lot smarter today, and, and, and even if we're not, we think we are. And so, you know, if I'm renting an apartment before I go show or look at the apartment, I'm going to pull it up on my phone or my mm-hmm. phone. I'm gonna try to do all my homework. But it's, it's the same as day trading. You know, you're never going to know and be a subject matter expert at everything. So, you know, my hope is that, as Bill said, it will be commoditized. You will see... Uh, tuition rates compress over time, unfortunately. That just means you're gonna have to work harder and faster to earn the same amount of money. But, um, you know, uh, uh, technology is uh, is fast advancing, and, and I think these guys, uh, feel the heat and mm-hmm. it's, they're, they're implementing technology where they can to stay ahead of that and, and make themselves more and more valuable.
1: Well, yeah, more and more people are gonna pay people like Josh. To be the so the software selector, than to be the guy running around fixing toilets. I mean, eventually it's going to be just like most businesses: um, human capital light, and the smart people like Newmark are going to be the ones that understand that ahead of the curve, can manage their labor force, you know, efficient uh, efficiently, and to buy the best products and do it.
0: Yeah. I just saw Josh's heart rate go down again. He's a little he's breathing a little easier now. Uh, Let's, I, we only have time for one or two more questions, so let me let me ask one that I've been holding out to the end. Um, any advice on what startups should not do when they're pitching you? And, and feel free to you know use specific train wrecks from your recent past. We got one, which is don't just cold email them. You know, but anything else they've done that was like absolutely horrible that you want to warn people off? I, th-
2: I think do your homework. Right, two things come to mind. I think. Do- do your homework and understand what the problems are before you just offer up a product and, and mm-hmm. expect somebody to buy it. Um, because it's it's not the uh, you know you haven't created the better mousetrap if you don't know that the old what the old mousetrap is right?
0: right. And and the homework could you just do it by Google and talking to people or are there other things in specific they should be doing?
2: I think talking to people. You know, as Philip mentioned, we we there's plenty of trade organizations that meet on a monthly basis that you can get in and start rubbing elbows with the right people, understanding what their problems are. BOMA is a great tool. Um, You know, I think for 700 bucks a year, you can join the local BOMA affiliate organization. You meet once a month, you go to golf outings, you get to know these
0: people. Mm
2: -hmm. Unfortunately, you know, it's all about relationships. I think in, in a lot of cases, if you're, if you're pitching the chief engineer, it's about, the fishing trip and, and the ball games, if you're pitching the property manager, they're far too busy to sit down and spend an hour. So you need to go. They have to eat, too. You need to take them to lunch and, and get to know these people. Um, but it, it, it be, a, be a subject matter expert at your product. Don't, you know, the elevator, the elevator industry is famous for putting a pretty face, uh, you know. Out, <laughs> and then when you ask them a technical question about the elevator, they have no idea. So. Do yourself a favor and, and send the most appropriate person to that meeting, the person who knows everything about the product and can
0: answer any question possible. Got it. I hear that, you. That, unlike the pharma industry, they don't do that. Uh, okay, Phil, any, um, yeah, so my- any, uh, any other horror stories? Oh, by the way, I'm going to, for the guys on the call, I'm going to post a link to, uh, there's a deck. I actually presented it just this morning to an entrepreneurship group it's the dream of way to get great customer feedback early. So, you know, amen to what uh, Josh said, that your first meetings before you build everything, anything at all, should be doing exactly what he just said. Sorry to steal your thunder, Phil.
1: No, no, I was gonna say, in addition to what Josh said about doing your homework, don't show up not knowing anything about the person that you're trying to pitch. I mean, you know, so what, what you could do is go on Josh's website or go on my website, figure out what assets we own, what assets we manage, which would be a good fit for your product, then boom, all of a sudden, if you can, if you can talk immediately about specifics, all of a sudden you have my attention. Yeah. Whereas you show up to our office with like lugging a bunch of crap around and don't know anything about us, you know, that's, that's not super compelling. I'm
0: smiling about that because that's actually in the deck, including a dreaming company called Charlie, which helps get that briefing book going.
1: Exactly, so yeah. like, and, and most of that stuff can be found online. So if you haven't done it, you're telling me you really don't care. Which is like, then why should I spend even forget about an hour? Why should I spend ten minutes or five minutes listening to you if you haven't gone on Google, looked at my website, and said, "See this? See this property? Are you doing this there? If not, we can do it, and we can save you money." All of a sudden, wow! Any property manager, any real estate person is going to listen to you. Whereas, like when you show up and you're just like, "Yeah, we have a product that talks about X, Y, and Z," we're like, "Don't don't think that we're smart and we'll know where to put it." Well, they shouldn't make and you think. Questions that you can make that you think are helpful. By all means, make those. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, and and on on the horror stories piece, you know, I, I just think that there's a limit. You you know, you want to follow up with people, obviously, but you don't want to be that person that like I really want to get rid of. Um, okay. You know, use your common sense uh, in terms of like how often to call me or how often to email me. And if you think you're really going overboard, you probably are.
0: Yeah. Uh, so what, kind of dial, uh, you dial it back a tiny little bit. What do you prefer when they ping you uh, phone calls or email?
1: I mean, you got to kind of do both. I think they can mix it up. I think that's fine. But like, don't call me like twice in a day or three times in a day. Um, because there's a reason I haven't called you back. Either because I'm incredibly busy on doing 15 things. Or like, I, I just don't have time to deal with this issue right now. You know, so I'm going to you're gonna have to wait on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, you know, check check back in with me in a couple days or a week. Don't call me again that afternoon if you call me that morning, because then I'm just gonna be like, come on, you
0: know, give me a break. You're either seeing someone else or just not that into him. You, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's all I got, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. Thanks again.